You're listening to Kraken Fancast. The podcast for Seattle Kraken fans. By Seattle Kraken fans. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kraken Fancast, Seattle's podcast by fans and for the fans. I'm your host, Chris Porter, along with my colleague, Jim Cockrell. Uh, our other colleague, Nathan Gunderson, the lucky bugger, he's in Vegas right now having a whole bunch of fun, which also includes the uh, opening day for the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Nathan's at the game, uh, hanging with our pal Tommy there and catching a lot of things uh, going on there for the Seattle Kraken's first game, road game of the regular season so we'll have a report in a few days we're going to do a few little check-ins here we're not going to be uh, waiting two weeks for the next episode here we're going to try to be on uh on air here a little bit more often because uh, a lot happening we've got this whole season you know training camp's done preseason games are behind us the regular season is launching or getting ready to launch by all the teams so we're excited about that much to talk about roster news rosters have been finalized and uh, we've got a lot of games coming up, uh, so much stuff. It's so exciting. We are at the precipice here, folks. Can't wait for the season to start, the regular season, that is. But before we talk about that, uh, we want to say big thanks to our main sponsor, the Angry Beaver, Seattle's number one hockey theme bar located in the Greenwood neighborhood of Seattle. If you're not going to the Kraken game, catch it at the Angry Beaver. So, Jim... You know, we've been, uh, Jim, you, you, you've had a lot of uh, opportunity to go to a lot of the uh, training camp days. I unfortunately was not able to due to my work schedule. So uh, you gave us a good report on that last time and and maybe have a little more on that. But, you know, we've been wondering and we were talking on the last episode about, you know, who's who's going to make the club? You know, is Joey or Chris Drieger? Uh, is Ty going to make it? Riker, Shane, where are they? Or are they going to be in the bubble, you know, and maybe be up and down this year? I mean, et cetera, et cetera. We talked about other guys, too, who are you know arguably worthy. Um, we've got our answers now. Uh, final final roster cuts. Let's talk about that. Uh, the big, big news, I suppose, for Coachella Firebirds fans is that uh, their last year's goalie, Joey Decord, uh, made the club, made the Seattle Kraken, along with Ty Cartier. So they are starting the season in the NHL. Um, what's going on with the other guys who, who we have uh, to look forward to on opening day? Well, yes, we we got down to the wire there. Uh, a lot of our speculation was fairly close, uh, with the exception of they left an open spot. We, we've got 22 on the finalized right now. We've got an open spot for 23 uh, for NHL rules. Uh, and there could be a little craftiness behind that. Um, first of all, your your final roster looks something like this. The same number one line intact. Um, you know, this is speculation of line building here. Uh, McCann, Beneers, Everly. Uh, line two, Schwartz, Wenberg, Burakowski. Line three, that solid third line, maybe the best in the league uh, last year. Uh, Tolvi, Gord, and Bjorkstrand. And then number four line, which was made up of uh, signees and uh, Ty Karche and just some good off-season work. Uh, you got Karche, looks like, Bellamar taking those fourth-line draws that are also going to be critical in, in PK situations and uh, high-pressure, you know, late-game uh, important face-off situations and Tanov on the right side. So Yamamoto becomes that floating forward on paper 
which could bounce anywhere on that fourth line with any one of those guys, much like we did last year on the fourth line with many players. And sometimes that can even come into play in a third line situation, definitely in PP2 uh, or PK2 and potentially Carte on PP2. So that's looking like your final forwards. Your D runs looking uh, very similar to last year, except for five, six pairing. You know, you've got Dunn Larson, the awesome uh, law firm team. You have Alexiak Borgen, uh, our newcomer Dumoulin, who's going to fit in nicely. Uh, looked really good in all of camp. Uh, it's going to be super replacement for uh, Susie. And him and Schultz will be five, six pairing. And your floating seven rotating up in the booth will be uh, Megna. So, uh, which was always a mystery to me. Uh, I get it with the um, backfill of the injury on Schultz that he had, but uh, the two-year signing was uh, puzzling to me. Um, I could go on and on about that, and I'm not going to. And then we've got our beautiful goaltending tambo, uh, combo this year, obviously Grubauer, number one, and Joey Decord steps up and wins the spot. You know, I'm happy for him, obviously. I know you are, Chris. You're a Boston boy. Um, uh, a little tough on Drieger right now uh, with his situation, but at least he made the wave call. So like all of our others that were put up in waiver, uh, all cleared, which was nice, um, which was uh, Drieger, Cal Fleury, and uh, Hayden. They all cleared. So Yeah, it, it was uh, – I'm, I'm psyched for Joey – and that's no, you know, that's not to put down Chris Drieger. I like him a lot too. It's just there's only room for two guys. And it felt to me, besides my feelings of Joey, and I just like his personality and his and his, you know, just his overall vibe. And and I was really, you know, struck by what a great season he had in Coachella last year. I uh yeah, you know, and there's the Boston ties, but you know, I felt he had a, a you know, he, he had a little bit, you know, stronger possibility to make that number two slot but i didn't know this was like such a mystery it wouldn't have surprised me if they went with drieger i really i really was it was really a mystery to me which way they'd go but i was feeling i felt like he had a, maybe a greater line on it so congrats to joey and may he continue to rise more because you and i have talked you know many months ago of how uh, is Joey one of these AHL guys who gets a few cups of coffee in the NHL and maybe that's it? We're starting to wonder about that or think that. And um, you know, he he perhaps proved this wrong. We'll see. Obviously, he's gonna play a lot more games, but look great in preseason. So good for him, as did Ty Cartier. You know, not not a surprise to me there. He he made it. Correct. You know, going back to the tender situation, when you watched all the games and if you attended camp. They all look good. There was no huge separation between any of them. Um, and I'm sure it was a tough call for the staff to come down to the final answer there. Um, I I really wonder how much, well, obviously, when uh, during the run, the late run of Joey and Coachella, you're, you're not going to say, hey, you know, you need a break here or break there during the playoffs or whatever. And you look at Drieger's numbers when he stepped in, in Coachella last year after his comeback from that ACL, which was brutal, by the way, that was a long runner. Um, he was, he was nine and four. Uh, he had a two sixty one and a nine Oh eight save percentage. So his numbers were decent, you know, and 
but they weren't going to pull that away from Joey in that late season stuff. Uh, he was just too much on a roll and they were going to run what they got to get there. Um, I just still wonder, you know, cause that was considered a conditioning assignment when he went back, um, you know, and that's probably most of the part of the reason why he didn't get looked at on waivers either is because I'm sure 31 other clubs are like very leery of that injury and going back to that injury. I just got to put this in there. This, I don't like how it happened. I'm not a fan of the world championship tournament. I never have been. Uh, it's at a horrible time of the year and you're not able to build your a very good roster, frankly, for a national team in the uh, FA. Uh, and I just, I don't like it. And look what happened. That's, he got, he blew out of his knee there. So anyway. And he's rather, it's, it's, I, I don't have his uh, contract uh, info in front of me at the moment, but he's a, he's a rather expensive goalie to be playing in the three, five. Yeah. Yeah. He's three, five. I mean, uh, and you know, they can work around that obviously, but um, it's just, it's something uh, that's going to toy with them a little bit. And I, the roster's set. Right now, things look pretty good. It's not, you know, mind-boggling. We didn't go pick up that huge star. And I, frankly, I don't want us to like that this early, but especially after what we did last year. Um, after looking at Belmar and camp, that was pretty satisfying, actually. The team smiled, the chemistry. Uh, just getting the guys all jacked up. And obviously, Yamamoto was striking some dingers. But I'm I'm still always puzzled with that Meg now in the 7D role. I feel like, I feel like no matter what, you could have protected that and used anybody in Coachella Valley on the D roster down the line to do the same uh, amount of work, uh, liability factor regardless, but I'm not Ronnie. Yeah. Well, you know, talk a little bit about those guys, our new guys, you know, Dumlin and Yamamoto and, all, you know, Bellamare and all, all the guys and you know, all the guys who have been on the team, you know, they, I caught, you know, a good chunk of the preseason. I think you probably saw more, but uh, so they, you know, they Won a couple of games uh, against Vancouver, a split with Calgary, uh, lost a couple there with the Oilers. Uh, you know, it was a mixed bag. And obviously it's practice, it's preseason. You're trying, you've got a lot of the kids in there and trying different, you know, things, combinations right. and, and all that. What, what's your assessment of how the preseason looked for those guys in the in the games? Um, preseason is weird, obviously. <laughs> it's kind of funny because before we had a, you know, a pro team here in Seattle. I, I paid half this much attention to my Boston situation, the Bruins. It has nothing to do with being 2,700 miles away. It just has to do with, I just didn't care as much or whatever, but, you know, obviously attached to this, this podcast and everything, I'm going to put a little extra effort in it. Um, it strictly is, you know, don't pay attention to the scores. It strictly is just looking at individuals to fit in pieces. And, you know, from day one, Karche popped out to me. And I think if anybody was paying attention, he did every time I'd go up there, every game he played in, didn't matter how many minutes, he was pulling eight minutes or 16 in a game. The guy just looked really good. You know, and the benefit of him is he's a, he's a natural winger really. And he's got that shot. And as opposed to say Shane, you know, Shane's a natural centerman, a little more high exposure. The two week game is going to stick out a little more and you're going to notice some liability factor. So, I'm not saying it's easier for one or the other, but Ty just worked out in that winger situation perfectly, you know, going off of last year's playoffs as well. So I think everybody's happy about that, including me. Um, yeah, I mean, you look yeah, at the, roster the other guys, role, like, for instance, some of the vets, like we just talked about Dumoulin a second ago. I mean, I, it, it feels to me he's a definite upgrade from Susie. 
and oh. um, you know no, yeah <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, i mean no no surprise right but i mean just yeah that was i'm psyched to see him in there um shane even though he's starting again in coachella i i thought looked a lot more comfortable than yeah. last year's uh, training camp absolutely uh, as did some of the other young guys who were, you know, started right. Coachella. But I mean, you know, you know, in Ty Nelson's new and everything, he's got more seasoning. But I, you know, he, he yes, the game I saw in Calgary, he was making some nice plays there and looked comfortable. So, yeah, again, it, all those things I keep saying over and over again, it bodes well for the future for some of these guys, even if they end up on different teams. I mean, I think there are quite a few guys who can end up in the NHL sooner or later and obviously you know, i'm a totally. big grab evans fan i i feel he's you know he's so close to the crack and he can taste it now oh yeah i mean he was actually surprising me a lot uh the, these exhibition games these preseason games um and you know it, they just moved those two back for a little more seasoning a little more work on the system a little more plan uh a little less panic They've got the room to do it. They also have that extra roster spot that's not filled, so they can look at it as either pull up a forward, pull up a D, uh, or, you know, in these last waning minutes, basically, uh, looking for uh, some waived players that, you know, I don't, I've looked at the, the list out there, the top 12 or whatever it is, and there's nothing really biting me, and I feel like we're set, and I don't think that's Ronnie's game anyway. Um, but, you know, there's always that possibility as well. But the roster looks good. Uh, I'm happy to go with it. And you know what? Just because it's here set in front of us doesn't mean things aren't going to happen throughout the year. Or that I'm sure that third and fourth, well, let's put it this way. I'm sure that fourth line is going to bounce around all the time. Some second line combo work, I'm sure. Third line, if they play like they did last year, don't touch that thing. Um, I still think that's one of the best lines in the league. And sure, look at Tolvi in, in Parisi's, and he picked up right where he left off with three beauties. Yeah, so. he really did. He looked great, too. Yeah. And yeah, you know, we've got, and we've got our you know tried and true guys and Ebbs and McCann and you know Maddie and all. Uh, we saw a really great goal by Maddie in, in one of those games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's just you know, you know, picking up where they left off. A lot of those guys, and also in Coachella right. too. I uh, hoping to get down to Coachella. Thinking, thinking maybe February. So if any of you listeners are down there in February, we, uh, Jim and I might be down. Finally, see a game there, and uh, you know that that team they. They came with one whiff away from uh, the Calder Cup, and uh, they still should be a great, you know, great team. They've got something, you know, some juniors, guys like Tucker Robertson, and, and guys like that are coming on that team. So they're going to be exciting to watch as well. Um, so we've got a Vegas game as we're recording this. We're uh, a couple of days ahead of the game, so we'll get this maybe out on game day or, uh, or the day after. So our buddy Nathan's going to be there, and so we'll hear a lot about his experience. Um, you know, what do we? Uh, so no, it's nice to start this out. They're going to be. It's going to be a nationally televised game, seven thirty p.m. Pacific time, uh, on ESPN and ESPN Plus, and uh, exciting. I mean, it's uh, obviously it's the first game of the season. It's not a huge game, but it's it's you know there's a lot of hockey left to say the least, but. It's always exciting to start the season. I wish they were starting at home. Home opener is a, a week away over on the 17th uh, against Colorado, uh, which many of us will be at. Yeah, any any thoughts, though, uh, pre, pre-game thoughts on this Vegas game? Or even, you know, you and I talking earlier, they've got kind of a, a little tough schedule right off the bat. You know, Vegas, Colorado, Carolina, among among some of those first ones. Double. Carolina. 
yeah, Florida, you know, uh, you know, a lot of champs or former champs there, you know, Rangers, you know, can yeah. be tough, you know, and Detroit's uh, definitely a, a gradually improving team. So it was like seven out of 10 uh, on the road there. Yeah, I, I was looking at that. Uh, and thankfully, hopefully we can pick up from last year and be that road team. And hopefully we can become a home team. <laughs> but yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, double Carolinas, Florida. Um, I, I actually penciled that out. Like I told you the last episode, I, I went through the whole season. But I've got this month, October, at a four, five, and one, which is, you know, okay. It's nothing to re- toot your horn about. But I mean, if you can get through there, I mean, there's some serious power on that team. You, you know, Tampa Bay's fallen off a little bit with some of their stuff. Um, I, you know, I've learned to really dislike Vegas and not for the reasons that most people bring up, you know, the whole getting crafty with the long-term injured reserve crap and all that. None of that or, or however it worked coming into the league. It, it really has to do with their fan base and people that sit behind me when they come to town. So that can just <laughs> rub you raw real quick, man. So I've learned to not Traveling like them very much. In the trouble. Oh, they're the worst, man. Yeah, I've learned to put them in the bottom, oh, six out of 32 clubs anyway. So this that first month is going to be a test for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, I and mean, the thing is, though, we also know a lot of the great teams start off slow. Hello, Florida Panthers, right? So, you know, the, the Kraken could, could start off, you know, much better. Who knows? So we'll just, uh, well, it's going to be exciting. But it kind of, it's kind of too bad they got to start off so many on the road right off the bat. Well, you know, and last year was the first time we'd beat Vegas. And I can't remember which game it was. I can't remember if it was first, last, or whatever. But it was the first year we beat them once. And then same with Vancouver. Remember, we couldn't do anything in that first year. And we finally won that. So hopefully that starts something and gets over that, you know, fear or whatever the hell it is. Um, but, yeah, that it's going to be interesting to see what's going I, I happen to be going to all three of them now I, I wasn't originally but one of our people had to back out so i'm there i'll see you opening night chris right opening night in climate pledge arena against colorado um well you know this team obviously had a hell of a season last year you know whether one wants to look at them as overachieving or, or not doesn't matter it really this is a brand new season but the confidence level there should be no problem with that unless they start off super slow um, I think this team's uh, going to be just as exciting, and um, we're excited to watch them. Uh, we're also excited. Uh, just a little reminder: no, no hard uh, news on this. But the last episode, we did say we're going to have some T-shirts. Our producer Jay Middleton's working on that to get get those sales out. So, cracking uh, T-shirts and cracking uh, fancast T-shirts. That is, and uh, also a special shirt. We'll tell you all more about later. So keep an eye out for that. And keep an eye out for more episodes. We're going to try to check in a lot more than we have. You know, in the past, we've always been this uh, bi-weekly podcast. But we're going to try to uh, check in, whether it's short or long episodes, a lot more often. So look forward to that, folks. Uh, and that's it for this uh, check-in episode. We'll talk more about the Vegas game and maybe also the Nashville game uh, coming up soon. Thanks much, as always, for tuning in. Uh, please keep in mind, if you haven't already joined us on Facebook, please do. Also, we're on Facebook, Twitter at Cast Kraken. We're on Instagram and on YouTube. 
Uh, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and our own website. We wholeheartedly encourage you to check out www.seattlekrakenfancast.com. Uh, we also hope you'll consider supporting us on our Patreon financial platform page. You can find out more about that and how you can support us at patreon.com slash Fancast. We're very grateful, as always, to all of our supporters. So for my buddy Jim, uh, Nathan Gunderson, who will be back, and as always, big thanks to our producer, Jay Middleton. I'm Chris Porter. We thank you very much for tuning in. And as always, we say, go, go, go. Crackin'.